Welcome to the Currently Cringing Podcast. I'm your host, Anisha Ramakrishna. I'm a TV personality and entrepreneur. Join me as I spill the chai on my cringeworthy life experiences with a side of dating, pop culture, and lots of laughs. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I'm Anisha Ramakrishna, and I'm an Indian entrepreneur and TV personality with big dick energy. I recently left my successful career and my long-term relationship to pursue my own fashion business. I'm single in my mid-30s, and I live with my parents. I'm currently cringing, and I know you are too. Hey guys, welcome to Currently Cringing. It's 2021. We made it. Happy New Year. I lost my voice mid-December. I don't know where it went and when it's coming back, but I'm not mad about it. I like this new raspy voice that I have. No complaints from me. I find it quite sexy, so hopefully it's here to stay. So I know things are a little different with COVID, but I'm sure many people are applying for gym memberships I saw some people already participating in dry January. Yeah, fuck that. Having said that, I support you and all your decisions, good and bad. I'm here for you. And life is about making bad decisions. That's how you learn. That's how you grow. And speaking of growing, I want to talk about my glow up. So many people ask me, Anish, you're 36. You look pretty good. You didn't look like that on TV. What did you do? So I'm going to talk about my mental glow up and my physical glow up. Let's dive right in. As some of you may know, I grew up in a strict vegetarian Hindu conservative home. So my parents are still strict vegetarians. We were not allowed to eat meat growing up. And most Indian kids listen to their parents and don't eat meat. I don't know what went wrong with us. Me, my brother, and my sister are all hardcore carnivores, and we were sneaking in 
chicken nuggets, pigs in a blanket, you name it. We were sneaking that shit in. I remember opening my sister's closet and finding cases of bumblebee tuna. You know, other kids were hiding drugs and alcohol. We were hiding tuna. We also grew up with a full open bar in our house and not once did we ever want to open it and drink alcohol. We were just terrified. We lived in fear. My parents were like the Gestapo. In fact, me and my siblings would call them the Gestapo when we would hear the garage door opening and we'd be shoving hot wings down our throats and we would hear the garage open and literally scream Gestapo and run into our rooms hiding our wings. So we were vegetarian and we were not allowed to cook meat in the house or store raw meat in the house. And at some point, I think I was in middle school, my parents realized these kids are going to keep eating meat, right? So the rules changed and we were allowed to bring home cooked meat, leftovers from a restaurant or empanadas, but we weren't allowed to buy like a raw chicken breast and cook it up. And when we would go to restaurants, we were allowed to order chicken. And now if you know a little bit about the Hindu religion, the holy cow is a real thing. Beef is forbidden. So I never tried beef until I got to college. And I think that happened with all of us, me, my brother, and my sister. We all are hardcore carnivores, and we all started eating beef as well, which is sacrilege, I guess. And then at that point, my parents just gave up. They're like, I don't know where we went wrong. And when you grow up Hindu and you start eating beef, you're just like, what are the rules? I'm just going to eat everything. And that's kind of when things took a turn for me. I would say in middle school and high school, I was always in the bathroom. I don't know what it was to this day. I think it was self-induced IBS. I was always a nervous, anxious child. I was always scared. And I think all that stress just, you know, gave me IBS. And so I had undiagnosed IBS for 15 years, I'd say. I was that girl that was always in the bathroom. It didn't matter where we were. I needed to use the bathroom. I mean, for fuck's sake, I used the bathroom at the Taj Mahal. I was in college and we took a family trip to Agra to visit the Taj Mahal. And I remember me and my sister, of course, wanting to eat at this Chinese restaurant called Only in the village. And my parents were like, do not order chicken in this village. And of course, we were like, why not? You're weird. We want the orange chicken in the Indian village. So we order the fucking orange chicken in this small town. And I think we were shitting our brains for three days. And the day we actually visited the Taj Mahal, we were just leaking black tar. TMI, sorry. I mean, you can see in the pictures, we just look miserable. And so we had to use the bathroom at the Taj Mahal. And it's one of those, you know, you squat on the floor, there's a hole in the ground. God knows where the shit's going to end up. But yeah, there you go. I think I've said enough. So I had IBS for many years. I think I gave it to myself. And I was that person that ate everything. You name it, I would 
eat it and I loved it. And I think this passion for food developed because me and my siblings are severe foodies and our parents are not. I mean, my mom is probably the best chef I know, but my mom and my dad are not foodies. We grew up in a very healthy home. Mom cooked every day. My mom still cooks to this day. We did not have chips and soda. I'd say we were deprived. My mom did make, you know, Peruvian, Latin, Thai, Indian, Italian, but it was the main meal. There was no junk food. We didn't have, you know, Crunch or Twix or any of that lying around. I mean, have you seen my parents? They look like supermodels. And we were those kids. We are those kids where we know we're decent looking, but we don't look as good as our parents. And that's okay. And then I met my ex-boyfriend in college and he was a foodie. And then we moved to New York and all hell broke loose. I mean, talk about a foodie's dream city. We were literally living the champagne wishes, caviar dreams life. I mean, we would go to like three restaurants for lunch. Every Sunday, I would make a 10-course meal and we would end with bone marrow on garlic toast with a side of uni. And most of my life, I've always been slim, trim, and tall, as Seema Auntie would say from Indian Matchmaking. Hashtag cringe. But I have always had ailments. I've always either been shitting my pants or with a stomachache or dying of a migraine. I've had migraines since I was a child. I remember my parents would take me to the doctor and we just couldn't figure it out. And so I'm dating this hardcore foodie. We travel the world. We literally plan trips around the world to eat. And your girl can eat, okay? You can ask anybody I know. They will tell you Anish will out-eat you. So despite being slim, I was very unhealthy. So do not determine someone's health by their size. There is no correlation for the most part. I was an unhealthy, slim person. Not to mention that I also hated my body so much for most of my life. I have hated my body. And there is a difference. You can hate yourself, your body, and love who you are. I've always loved who I am, the person I am. And that does not mean that I loved my body and the skin I was in. You know, I've told you guys this before early on. I was the only Indian in my school. I felt very ugly growing up in Miami. I mean, it's Miami. Everyone's fucking hot and gorgeous. You go to the grocery store. Everyone looks like a supermodel. And there comes a point in your life where you realize I have to accept myself and love myself because no one else is going to do it for me, you know? And I didn't grow up in a home where people called me names, you know? My mom and dad, they're savage, but they always complimented me. They always called me beautiful. And my ex-boyfriend always made me feel that I was, you know, 
God's gift to this world. And so it doesn't matter what other people might tell you. You have to feel beautiful yourself. You have to love yourself. You have to be comfortable in your own skin. And until you do that, no one else is going to do it for you. And I truly think things fall into place when you love yourself and accept yourself. So then I had my breakup. I left New York. I moved back home to my parents' house. Didn't know what the fuck was going to happen. I chopped all my hair off, which is the look you see on Family Karma. And that's what a lot of people do, women especially, when you're at rock bottom. That's what you do. You, you chop all your hair off. I don't know what it is, but there's something freeing about it. So I moved back in with my parents, and for the first time in my life, I decide to join the gym. Now, my parents live in a gated community, and they pay monthly for the country club membership, and so the gym was free. I was starting a business, and I thought, why not focus on, you know, my health for once in my life? So I go to the gym, and you would think that I'm going to get in shape, everything's going to be right and tight. Wrong. Instead, I gained 20 pounds. And I realized I was walking so much in New York. And after moving back home to my parents' house, I was pretty much working in my room and not really moving despite going to the gym. It just wasn't enough. And I ended up gaining weight. And I probably looked like the worst I've ever looked in my life while on TV, of course. So, so many people ask me, tell us about your glow up. That's because they're watching Family Karma and they're like, whoa, you've changed. No, I haven't changed, honey. I was at rock bottom. I always looked the way I look now. But let's see how you look after you come out of a 12-year relationship leave your cushy job, start trying to earn your own money with your own company and moving back in with your parents at 33 and chopping all your hair off and gaining 20 pounds. Let's see how you look after rock bottom, hun. So that first year back home was really rough. I am not a crier. I am not very emotional. That does not mean I don't have empathy, but I am not a big crier. And I think I cried a lot that year. And it shows. You could see the bags under my eyes on Family Karma. So I'm here going to the gym. Nothing's working. And then the trainer at the gym, Lisa, shout out to Lisa, who trained me. She said, why don't you help me help you? <laughs> I see you here every day. You're busting your ass. And I know you're not getting the results you want. Let me help you. So I start training with Lisa. And she kind of shows me what I need to do for my body type. And that's very important, guys. Everyone's body is different. You need to do what's best for you. And every day I'd go to the gym and say, Lisa, I want to look like you. And she would tell me, you're not me. And so after training with Lisa, I started seeing changes in my body. And then, of course, you ask your trainer. I would ask Lisa, like, what do you eat? And Lisa started talking about her predominantly vegan diet and 
how she would take, you know, these supplements and she didn't really consume dairy, you know, drinking a gallon of water a day. And you read about all this shit, but then when you see someone right in front of you doing it and looking as amazing as Lisa does, you're like, let me give this a try. I also joined yoga with Joey Corona at Joey Corona Yoga. Shout out to Joey. Life-changing yoga class. His class has changed my life. I've been going to him for three years now. Probably one of the best yoga teachers in the country. I've been to many different yoga classes and I haven't found one like his. So getting a personal trainer and starting yoga is kind of where this entire shift began mentally and physically for me. So I start drinking a gallon of water a day and I've always been a green tea drinker for years now, but I start drinking a gallon of water a day and I kid you not, half the pains go away. The body pain, the bone pain, the migraines, it all just kind of flushes away. I don't know how. And this is not a plug. I only drink Evian water. People think, oh, you, you think you're bougie. No, it's not that. I don't know what it is, guys. Maybe a listener can advise me. If I don't drink Evian water, I don't go number two. I don't poo. So I have to drink Evian water. I don't know what crack they have in there, in their water, but I have to drink Evian water. If I don't drink Evian, then I don't go to the bathroom. I know. I don't know what to say myself. I'm, I'm puzzled. So I will say Lisa and Joey kind of got me to a positive place mentally. And, you know, they would talk about positive thinking and, you know, having a positive mindset, repeating affirmations. And yeah, I bought the secret when I was like in eighth grade and the CD-ROM and whatever. I did all that, but I didn't understand it. You know, it, I only finally understood it at 34, which was only two years ago. You know, they told me about journaling and Dr. Wayne Dyer and Louise Hay and all these people. And let me tell you, you need to listen to all these people and your life will change. So I'd say I became spiritual maybe two years ago, like a spiritual newbie over here. So I see slight changes in my body and mentally, I am just working on myself, being alone. Because remember, I have really never been alone. You know, I've always had my parents and I had my ex-boyfriend, but I had never truly been alone. And being alone is underrated. You know, I have learned so much. I have probably become the best version of myself, if I may say so, because I've been alone. So now it's October 2019, and one of my best friends, Diana, she watches a movie on Netflix called The Kissing Booth. I have yet to watch this movie. I heard there's a sequel. I don't know. She watches this movie and she's like, Anish, we got to go to Australia. And, you know, if you know me, I'm like, sure, let's go. So we planned this fantabulous trip to Australia in October 2019. We go for two weeks. I spend, I believe it was three to four days in the Great Barrier Reef. And I told you guys, I 
you know, believe in positive affirmations. And even though I am a hardcore carnivore at heart, I didn't want to eat animals because I love animals. I love nature. And so I kept affirming, I am vegan. I am vegetarian. I kept saying that. It, it's been three years of me saying that at this point. So I spend two days with marine biologists in the Great Barrier Reef. I don't know what the fuck happened to me, but I had a spiritual awakening at the reef. It was like something just flipped in my brain and I decided, okay, maybe I do want to get married. Maybe I do want to have a child and I don't want to eat animals anymore. These animals are so beautiful. I can't eat these babies. And I thought, let me try not eating animals for a month. And my friend Diana, who's already pretty much, you know, leaning toward vegetarianism, she was, you know, like, I, I got you, you got this, you know, you can do it. I think the last thing I ate was a baby shark and not in a sad like shark fin soup kind of way. It was like a shark in Australia that's like the roach of the ocean. OK, like calm down, people. But it was the most delicious fish I've ever had in my life. It was so creamy and flaky. I mean, oh my God, buttery. I could go on. So I come back from Australia. My mom is like, who is this person? Because mentally I've just changed so much. And let me also tell you that when I moved back home, I decided in my head that I wanted to be the best version of myself. And so I have actually spent the past three years working on that, on becoming the Anish that I want to be in my head. And I've said it before, not everyone agrees, like attracts like. So when you're the best version of yourself, you're going to attract good. And I came back from Australia and my parents are like, wow, like, who are you? It's their dream that I stopped eating animals. So I kid you not, I was going to be vegetarian for a month. The vegetarianism kind of turned into veganism. And now I've lost 30 pounds from just not eating animals. I've mostly cut out dairy. I will say when I go to a restaurant and someone orders a chocolate souffle or pasta, I am going to eat it, not going to lie. However, I no longer eat any animals. So I like to say I'm a hardcore foodie exploring plant-based. But day to day, Monday to Friday, I don't eat any dairy for the most part. And that's literally my glow up story. I always kind of looked this way most of my life. And then I hit rock bottom, which is what you see on Family Karma. And then I became mostly plant-based and I look 25 again, if I'm allowed to say that about myself. So I would say the things that kind of changed everything for me were yoga, getting a personal trainer, and now I don't work with Lisa anymore. She costs a pretty penny, honey, but I do everything that she taught me. You know, I do it myself. I use light weights. I run, I do interval running. You know, I walk for five minutes and jog for five minutes for about 30 minutes total. And I walk five miles a day. I drink a gallon of water a day. 
I have a green juice every day. And Monday to Friday, I mostly eat plants. And I don't consume dairy unless we're at a restaurant and, you know, I order pasta or something, you know, it is what it is. And I'm not a hardcore vegetarian where if someone orders fried rice, I can't eat it if it has shrimp in it. I'll just have the rice without the shrimp. You know, I'll share because I'm someone that was such a carnivore. There's just no way now that I can be that person that's like, order a separate rice for me. Like, I, I, I just don't have it in me. And frankly, I don't care. The shrimp is already there. Someone else is going to eat it. I can get the rice and not eat the shrimp. However, that would be, you know, sacrilege for my parents, but they actually follow a religion. And so it's completely different. I get it. I also have so much energy now. I know a lot of people say that and it's annoying, like those annoying granola vegan people. I'm turning into one of those people slowly. But I will say that once I moved back home, I mean, my parents wake up super early. So naturally I was waking up because, you know, Indian parents are banging pots and pans and turning on the blender and, you know, doing construction at five in the morning. God knows what the fuck they're doing, but there's so much noise so early in the day. So you're just forced to wake up. But I was never a morning person. And now with my diet and my lifestyle, I just automatically wake up fully energized at like 6 a.m. I don't know what to say. I am like the energizer bunny now. People don't, people ask me, they're like, when do you stop? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how. I just have so much energy. And so at 36, I think I feel and look better than ever. And mentally, I love myself so much. And for the first time in my life, I love my body as well, you know? I always covered my body. I had body dysmorphia. And now, you know, I I show it off. I'm, I'm proud of it. I love my skin tone. I love everything about myself. At the age of 36, I can truthfully answer that question. But I will say it wasn't an easy journey. I'm not even done. I'm still a work in progress. And it fucking took three years of just basically working on myself to get here. I mean, yes, I've started a business. I live at home. So I will say it has not been an easy journey and it took a lot of sacrifices to get here. I am a party animal and I haven't, you know, partied, quotation marks, in three years. I live with my parents and I eat healthy for the most part. I wake up early. I spend most of my time in my room working on my business because I'm the only employee. So if I don't do it, nothing's going to get done. I also practiced celibacy for three years. Shocker, I know, we'll get into that. But celibacy is very easy to practice when you're Indian and you live with your parents. It's not that hard, hun. Trust me. I am no longer celibate, PSA. And mentally, you know, I've repeated positive affirmations. I journal. I read self-help books. I listen to Dr. Wayne Dyer. I listen to Joel Osteen. I listen to Louise Hay, Deepak Chopra, Oprah. Anyone that has a positive message, hon, I'm listening to them. You know, I know Jay Shetty says he was a monk. I'm a fucking monk too, okay? I was celibate for three years. Shout out to Jay Shetty, one of the 
light workers of this world. And so there you have it. That's my glow up story, mentally and physically. I have spent the past three years dedicating myself to being the best version of myself. And like I said, I'm still a work in progress. I will say self-sufficiency is priceless. I am now self-sufficient. I am unshakable. I am strong. I love myself. I'm so grateful for my family and my friends. They have been there for me. Surround yourself with rock solid people, guys. That is so important. You need to surround yourself with A plus stellar people. I can't stress that enough. I don't have a lot of friends. I have maybe like five best friends, but they are all incredible human beings and they have been part of this journey. And I know last year was rough for so many people. I will say I took the time during COVID to even further the work I'm doing on myself. You know, I was making my own greed juices. I was working out. I was reading. I was learning. I was growing. I know that sounds really irritating. I know a lot of people, you know, they got out of shape and a lot of people fell into depression. And, you know, I think I had already been through that, you know, in the past three years. So for me, COVID was just a time to really quiet my mind and focus on my business. And I realized in COVID that I would like to be in a relationship. It's unfortunate that I realized that in a pandemic. Dating is so weird right now and we'll get into that another day. Trust me, we will. But yeah, that's my story. And I hope I can guide you. You know, I'm not a nutritionist. I am not a healer. I don't claim to be one, but if you need any advice, feel free to DM me. Maybe I can, you know, help you by telling you about my own personal experience. That's what we're here for. We're just here to connect and be relatable. And so I wish you all nothing but the best for 2021. I will repeat to you one of my favorite affirmations, which I try to repeat as a mantra, like all day long, you know, I am happy, I am wealthy, I am healthy, and I am loved. Bye, guys. Thank you. Thank you so much for sipping the chai with me this week. If you like the show, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also find me on Instagram at Anish Ramakrishna. I would love to hear from you. Join me next week for more chai. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thank you so much for sipping the chai with me this week. If you like the show, remember to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also find me on Instagram at Anish Ramakrishna. I would love to hear from you. Join me next week for more chat.